My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to a slightly my voice isn't 100 percent i'm sorry i was on a stag do this weekend but don't worry i did catch all the f1 welcome to the post-race stream for the 2023 spanish grand prix roll intro <clears throat> i do apologize it, look you're gonna have to i thought i thought it was okay i was doing the last lap yesterday and the night before last and the night before that were quite you know when in newcastle or Newcastle, um, as you would say. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, uh, Sam, Hophays, Michael, Joanna, Jin, Louis, Professor, Evans, Alvaro, Aaron, David, George, Adonis, Washita, Thomas, BC, Tina, Danny, Roly Poly, Jess, Thomas, Cohn, Brianna, Jake, Michael, Habibi, Zander, Aswin, Frankie, Jordan, Nick, Dougie, Martin, Daniel, Bobby, Elvin, Ramiz, Mr. Frenzy, and Ben, and Halita, and Danny, and Michael. And thank you to everyone who's watching this after the fact, of course, on YouTube. Most of you do. Um, you can't all make it. But you, like time zones, it's okay. It's okay. If you can't make the live stream, it's fine. Also, any audio-only listeners, if you don't want to subject yourself to the visual element, although the audio element is not that strong this time, again, my, my voice ain't great. Talk about it. And um, happy birthday, um, Air Blair, as well. I'm assuming that's not your um, born name on your passport. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, each to their own. Thank you all for coming. Appreciate you taking the time. Spain, Catalonia, change this year. A little bit of a new. Do we think the. I'm going to start straight away with a poll, actually. Do we think. Think. The removal of the final chicane made a positive impact on yesterday's race. Um, do you think yes? Do you think no? Um, or don't know? Or do we think chat? Do we think? Do we think it made made a difference? Um, because I've got to say, and again. Uh, I did actually miss the start of the race. I missed the first eight laps. Don't worry, I've watched it all back since because um, my train back from Newcastle was late um, because of course it was. Because of course it was. So um, I had to get a line bike from Old Street, ride it to where we shoot in East London. Uh, so it was a bit of a pain in the ass, but never mind. We move. And yeah, most of you, 89% of you are saying yes. And look, I mean, I've got to say, from what I saw, from what I saw yesterday, many an overtake was happening, many a battle, many a scrap. They weren't just DRS simple overtakes either. If you look throughout the field, I was particularly impressed. Like, you know, you had that what Hulk, Joe, Sonoda scrapping at one stage for like P14. You had obviously Russell moving through the field with the pace that he had in the Mercedes. I think that, you know what? Some of you longtime viewers will know that. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Circuit de Catalunya. I, I like this track. As much as it's never been that great for Formula 1, I'm a fan of the track in isolation for motorsport. I think it's a great racing track. Not always great for F1. But I do think this is a positive change that has 
somewhat improved it and made it better for the spectacle that is Formula One, which is obviously a very unique motorsport in terms of the fact that it's not a spec series and the fact that it's so aero dependent, right? It's always going to be difficult with a track with a lot of medium high speed corners to get that wheel to wheel racing. But ultimately, as much as we did get a certain driver taking away at the front and winning very, very comfortably, I think the story throughout the rest of the field, which ultimately, look, that might sound like copium because that is kind of what we've got to hold on to. Because right now, that Max Verstappen Red Bull combination is for sure dominant, the dominant package, okay? I'd argue maybe not just the Red Bull car, but sometimes I like to film a video towards the end of these streams. I'm not going to do that today because the video I've got in mind for this week, I need a bit more time to prep before I can then talk about what I want to talk about. But you'll see, maybe Thursday, I'm going to try and upload Thursday, we'll see. We'll get to that, but um, yeah, do we think the removal of the financial came made a positive impact on yesterday's race? 87% of you are saying yes, 88% of you, sorry, 4% no, 8%, 9% now, don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, no smoke without fire, right? I did feel like, again, this is a race where we typically, we were only seeing, you know, overtakes into turn one, um, which it would be nice if, you know, particularly the, oh, I can never remember corner numbers the long left hander before like the, when you're going into the final sector it's a shame that that's i mean that's less of a breaking zone now because it's uh it's less of a, a sharp corner but then we never really got overtakes there anyway because it's quite hard to follow through that that section regardless so it is a shame that there's not another overtaking opportunity but at least it's a good one that we do have so there you go um, right, so, boom, lovely jubbly, that's, uh, in that poll, lovely, thank you, thank you all for getting involved with the poll, let me know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube, what, did you have any particular thoughts and feelings around, um, the final chicane changing, it also made it just a, a trickier corner, we saw more mistakes through there, particularly in qualifying, obviously, Sargent went off there, Alonso went off there, um, there were probably others as well, to be fair, but, um, We'll get onto that justice for Yuki and do well, we'll, <coughs> we'll get onto <coughs> we'll get onto Yuki coin. We will get onto Yuki coin because it was a a challenging day for Yuki Sonoda. We will get into it, don't you worry. Right, okay, cool. Overlays. First of all, again, you can listen to this on audio only podcast when you can just listen to my terrible voice that is somewhat struggling. I did buy throat sweets again, heavy night Friday and Saturday night, but it was a great stag. Newcastle was a great night out, so would recommend. I had good fun. Um, right, race rating, people. Talk to me. Race rating. I want to see in the live chat. Give me some numbers, and then I'll use that to come up with the ranges for the poll. Because again, YouTube. Once again, I'm asking you, YouTube, if you are there, you are listening to me. If you're eavesdropping on this stream, add more options on your polls. It can't be that difficult to implement, surely. I mean, I know YouTube's got like. 3 billion active views or something isn't it so maybe it is more. it probably is but I don't think it should be uh, 7 6s 8 a couple of 8s 5s okay okay I think I'm gonna say so race rating out of 10 and again let's remember that 5 is average not 7 everyone says 7 no 5 is average 5 is it wasn't great it wasn't bad it was just in the middle you are neutral. 
five. Right, I'm going to go... I'm going to do seven or more. I'm going to do six, five, or four or less. That's the range. What we saying, people? And also, uh, thank you, David, for joining Friends of Tom. I appreciate it, mate. Two pound a month, gang. If you want to join, if you want to support what I do, um, two quid a month helps top up the old bank account at the end of each month. And I much appreciate everyone who does support what I do. Thank you. But you don't need to do that to support what I do. You just need to watch. You need to give me your time. And then hopefully I do enough to justify you spending some time with me here today. I love I've definitely become like, this, these streams have become a much bigger part of what I do on YouTube. And I like, because I, like I could probably, yeah, I mean, if I was purely thinking from like a business viewership ad revenue point of view, you know, the, the, the standalone videos that I make typically get more viewership and therefore I mean more money, but these streams are, they're different. So I can do the streams and I can do normal videos, but also these are a bit more like enjoyable. I've got to be honest. I enjoy these streams a bit more now. Um, cause this is the whole reason I started channeling in the first place. I wanted to talk about formula one. And I can't really have that kind of discussion in the comments a bit, of course, on the videos, but it makes a lot more sense. It's a lot more flowing um, on these streams. So but appreciate you all taking the time. And also, um, like the stream if you are liking it, if you're having fun. Boom. Right. What are we saying? What are we saying? Let's have a look at this poll. Where's the poll gone? There it is. Okay, so race rating out of 10, 32% of you have given it a 7 or more. 39% um, uh, of you have given it a 6. 21% a 5. And 8% of you a 4 or less. Okay. About to be expected. Again, I think by modern Catalonia standards, where we've been racing since 1991, I think this was... A good race by Catalonia standards is an exciting race by Catalonia standards. However, when you ignore the standards and just like look at the race straight up, for me, it was a six out of ten. I agree with the thirty-eight now percent of you. Um, for me, for me, it was a six. It had. I, I feel like when you don't have a scrap at the front for the win, which of course we didn't because Max was you know comfortable. You know he he stayed ahead out of turn one. Um, once you once you do that and, and and you check out and and you know you keep that gap nice and consistent you know we saw very little red ball um we saw a bit bit, bit more checker of course as he was making a few moves through the field but like we we didn't see very much of max um when that race kinds of happens i think you have to kind of cap you cap it at a 8 out of 10 i think that's that's the highest that kind of race can possibly be because nothing beats a proper scrap for a win. Like what's on the line matters massively. Again, Sonoda, Joe, Hulkenberg, I just remember that particular little scrap that they had. Um what like, I don't know, twenty or something. When they were they were they were scrapping for like P fourteen at the time. Obviously some people hadn't pit. So it was more for it was it was more competitive uh, positions in the end for that. But I just like it was great. Like because I love racing. You know what I mean? It was like oh but it's for P fourteen. It's not for you know what do you mean nothing happened? It was good. It was a great little scrap. Will to will. Beautiful. Um, but also some of you have high, some of you have low standards. Such is life, you know. Such 
is life. Qualifying rating is not included in this rating. Um, yeah, I mean, quali was quali was good. Quali was quali was exciting. Quali was interesting. Um, but again, it was comf- it, the same kind of rule applies for that. You know, you, you can have it close. You can have what the gap between Lando and Lance was was like super fine. You know, if Lance found a couple more temps, he'd have been on the front row potentially. But, um, you know, when it's not fighting for pole position, there is that little bit more, that little bit more, you know. But there you go. Um, cool, right, sweet, that's done. So yeah, 31, 40%, 20% and 9%. So most of you are saying six, but quite a few, seven as well. So fair, fair play, fair dues. I can, I can live with that one. We're not, we're not massively disagreeing here, which is, you know, it's fun when we disagree sometimes, but I'm not going to disagree out of a uh, principle. Right, okay, so race result. What are we looking at? Max Verstappen wins, obviously got fastest lap as well. Um, round eight, even though we've only had seven races, of course, because Imola being cancelled. Um, and both Mercedes on the podium. Who who felt that... I saw Dan, shout out Dan Engine Mode. Um, he was saying that he thought... Um, Mercedes would come away from this race with the most constructors points, which they haven't because the gap between P1 and 2 is 7 points. So um, Perez being 4th as well puts them up. But I've got to say, like, Russell coming through, having not made it out of Q2 to P3, um, Lewis super happy, like, talked afterwards, this is the happiest he's been with this Mercedes since this new generation um, of car started last year so now of course they're still considerably behind the red bull however we know that and again like we've said this before if the red bulls weren't a thing this would be a quality title fight between ferrari mercedes and aston martin ferrari obviously had a stinker yesterday but they've been clear of the other two on numerous occasions this year as well so um yeah, I mean, Mercedes, are, the, the upgrades have done what they wanted it to do. And again, it's like Mercedes didn't win all these titles for so many years by accident. They know what they're doing. They know how to develop a car. You know, hopefully from a multi-team challenge point of view, I, I want to see as many teams, well, not as many teams as possible. I want to see like at least three, maybe four teams fighting for wins. I don't want everyone to be able to win every race. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I think you don't get the giant killings then. You don't get the stories. If everyone's, every, if every team's the same, then you don't get those same, oh my God, how did they get pole position from nowhere? Like Magnussen at Brazil, whatever, or when Gasly won in a Toro Rosso, or not won, P2 in a, no, he did win. He won in AlphaTauri, P2 in a Toro Rosso. I'm confusing myself anyway. Um, but yeah, positive steps forward from Mercedes, but still a very long way to go. Russell P2 Spa, exactly, Diogo. You, you don't get those stories if, you know, all the cars are equally competitive. So, but again, three, four teams fighting at the front is 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 plenty. That will, that will do me. Um, Checo made his way up to P4 in the end. Um, I, mm, should we pull that? No, we'll pull that later. We'll talk a bit more detailed as we go through all the teams. Um, Alonso also not a great qualifying, having gone off uh, run wide, caused a bit of floor damage. And it wasn't. He moved through the field somewhat, but the Aston Martin didn't seem to... I was surprised, actually. I, I was I was expecting Aston Martin, you know, considering they're pretty good on their tyres. 
I was hoping for a bit, maybe if Alonso had started a bit higher then you know, it, it's hard to say. I, I think a lot of teams were quite surprised um, by how the track went, especially especially Ferrari. Peeper, Charles Leclerc, P11. Damn. Not good. Not a good day. Yuki Tsunoda, P12 as well, which could and maybe should have been a lot more. Um, not good for the McLarens either, considering Norris put it P3. Quality job in qualifying. We've seen it a few times this year, though. You know, the distinction... I think what what I feel like is that because the whole field spread, again, Red Bull are a bit of an anomaly because they are just exceptionally good. And the Red Bull gap to the rest is bigger than I think the gap. Oh, actually, that's a, that's a point. What is bigger? Here we go. <coughs> that's, that's a bit weird out of context. What's bigger? <laughs> this is the poll, right? Red Bull gap to P2 or P2 gap to P10. Yeah, that's an interesting one. What's bigger? <laughs> tell, tell, tell me, tell me. I was trying to think actually, what? Yeah, so Red Bull's gap to the second quickest car. I mean, obviously you could crunch the numbers actually. I think on an actual percentage, I think factually it is... P2 to P10, I think when you look at the percentage, like average lap time. But, ask, yeah, yeah, where's brake when you need him? Exactly. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a performance engineer as much as, I'd, as much as I'd love to be. I'm pretty sure it is like, yeah, so it'd be like, obviously Mercedes were the second quickest car. Them to, to Williams, I mean, Williams were absolutely awful um, this weekend. So, but I mean, a lot of you seem to, yes, you, you, you're pretty split. I mean, and that's the thing. I think it's, the gap constitutes a lot of things. It's qualifying. It's not just qualifying pace. Because I mean, qualifying, definitely it's the gap P2 to P10 is much bigger. But I think race pace wise, when you include like the DRS in, on certain tracks, I don't know. I, f I feel like maybe around a track like Monza. I reckon around a track like Monza, I reckon the gap Red Bull to P2 is bigger than the gap from P2 to P10. Because, you know, the Williams has got a... Well, it's just got no, it's got no drag because it's got no aero. So it just it's a NASCAR. You know what I mean? Perception is reality. It's an inter interesting thought, anyway. We won't do it on that one. It's just an interesting... Uh, thought to have because again I, the, the general field spread has closed up somewhat and again I think that just means that you know when you have a when you have an issue it's more exposed the fact that you know the fact that Charles in a Ferrari wasn't able to cut through shows obviously in part it shows the fact that Ferrari have kind of once again let themselves down um, but also the fact that again it's just not it's not easy for Charles to you know what Gasly ahead of him in an Alpine I mean Ocon got a podium last week. Like Gasly qualified what P four before he got his penalties. So should we be massively surprised that Leclerc couldn't progress any further than P eleven because that Alpine is not slow? Not really. And again, yeah, maybe Barry Max wasn't pushing. He probably wasn't. He didn't even need to set a final time in in quali. So again, if Max was fully pushing, if Max was pushing as much as Lewis, 
I think that gap would be bigger. So, again, perception is reality. Uh, hello, Sod. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Right, cool. Uh, race results. That leaves the driver standings as follows. After seven of 22 rounds, Max Verstappen leads the title challenge championship, whatever, by 53 points. That was very poorly articulated by myself. Which is basically two... Two full race wins for Checo with Max getting no points and Checo getting fastest lap. He's still one point behind. So it's pretty substantial. I don't know if any of you have seen um, Christian Horner's was doing a little chat. Actually, it was, it was quite funny because Rosberg was being a bit um, critical of Sergio and, and Christian kind of snapped back a little bit. I'm like, I'm sorry. If anyone, if anyone, right? Not me, not none of you, right? Unless Nico, you're watching. Not like the if anyone has the the right almost to be critical of an F1 driver for being beaten by their teammate. I think it's Nico Rosberg because he has been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Yes, he beat Lewis in 2016, but he also didn't beat Lewis in 2014, 15, and you know, well, at least I mean, 15 was 15 was more significant. So. I don't think, you know, of all the people, like, fair enough, yeah, if Christian got a bit shirty with any of the other, you know, even some of the older drivers like Brundle or whatever, or Johnny Herbert, well, he's not on there anymore, is he? But um, I get a bit more, like, come on, Nico knows what it's like to, to be beaten by a teammate, but also he knows what it's, be, it's like to be in the fight with a, with a, a teammate. So, you know what I mean? I, I like Nico. I, I, I really do. I really think he's a great, great commentator. I'm glad he's not, you know, in his hotel room on some awkward video link anymore because that that didn't work at all but when he's there he's his elbows out i like it i like it got a lot of time for rosberg um well let's talk about f2 and f3 later i'll touch on it i'll i'll, I'll give it to be fair jake I, well no actually i did watch the i watched the feature race on my phone on the way back um from newcastle so i could watch it in Pretty much in full. Signal dropped a few times, but big up Bearman, exactly, exactly. Um, right, so yeah, Verstappen fifty-three points ahead of Sergio Perez. Perez now eighteen points ahead of Fernando Alonso, which is not an insurmountable gap by any stretch. Um, even though Alonso finished down in P seven, like he still got points on the board, so that gap is still isn't crazy because it was damage limitation for Checo as well. Hamilton, Russell, Sainz, Leclerc, all these positions have stayed the same actually. The entire driver standings in terms of positions are exactly the same as what they were last week. Even Joe getting those two points is still up there with Bottas on four. I think Joe's behind Bottas in terms of like best average finishing position because Bottas has got a couple of P11s, I think. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Alonso will finish. Yeah, here we go. That's, that's a poll. That's a poll. Who will finish P2? Will it be... Because to be fair, that that's the that's the next most interesting fight, isn't it? Um, Perez, Alonso, or other? Who's fin who's finishing P two this year? What are we saying? Because I think that I think that based off of what we've seen so far, but okay, basically, spoiler alert: the video that I'm going to do later this week is essentially looking at, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to title it, but I think it's important that, like, 
is is the Red Bull only dominant with Max driving it? Because dominant, like the, the implication of the word dominant is that it's like a clear, vast gap. Whereas like you can be, you know, ahead, but not dominant. So basically I'm going to go through all the seven races and get rid of Max and then look at what the points, because obviously you get more points. You get 25 for winning, but you only get 18 for finishing second. But also look at that, the qualifying and all that as well. That's that's what I'm thinking of doing. Basically, after this stream, I'm going to carry on putting it all together, put all the numbers together. And then if I if, if I don't think it's like interesting enough to, to live as a video, maybe, maybe there'll be some interesting insights from it, but maybe there won't. 55% uh, of you think Perez is going to finish P2. 20% Alonso, 26% other which I'm assuming you probably think in Mercedes. I'm assuming you're not thinking Ferrari. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing. I I, I think it's um is it and look, you, you look at you look through many seasons, right? You look at the hang on, let me just get the numbers up so that I'm referencing them correctly. So you look at the twenty the one I'm thinking is the twenty thirteen Formula One season, right? So Sebastian Vettel was 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 that his most dominant one? Obviously, thirteen and eleven were the ones where he was most clear. Um, yeah, because that's where he got his um, nine in a row. One, two, three, four. Yeah. So, obviously, Weber didn't even finish second. So it's like twenty thirteen. That Red Bull was only dominant in the hands of Sebastian Vettel, because Weber didn't even finish second. So it's like you say dominant car, but if only if only one driver can make a car dominant, then is the car dominant, or is it actually that that driver is making the difference? Because again, we 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 like to try and separate car from driver, don't we? Like when we're thinking about the sport, we like to try and separate the two. But maybe that's just a. A foolish endeavour, man. Yeah, and of course it was Alonso. But come on, like, Weber was no mug. Weber was, like, leading that title fight in 2010. Like, he was odds-on to to win, you know? Fett was the young pretender coming up, so... Yeah, you know I mean? The car has the potential to be dominant. It's the, it's the driver's job to do it. And, and that, this is where I think, like... I think that Lewis and George are both getting very close in part because of how close they are to each other, to what is the theoretical optimum for that Mercedes right now. So is Max. The fact that Checo can't get... But we know how Checo, good, good Checo is, you know? Like, we saw that in... We've seen that numerous years. We saw that in back of this year. Like, we, we know how good he can be. It's difficult. Difficult. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'll carry on. I'll, I'll crunch all the numbers after this. And see, maybe I won't do that video. I'm not sure. I'm still in two minds. But yeah, Checo isn't world class. Yeah. Yeah, there are that's the thing. I I think that's what makes, you know, Max so impressive right now because even though I think the whole quality across the field now is is top tier, better than it's ever been from top to bottom. Like even you go back to the Senna Schumacher years and there were stragglers at the back who were paid drivers couldn't even qualify for the race, like proper paid drivers. You don't have that anymore yet. He is still able to find that 
extra bit of percentage gain to then, you know, make it look dominant at the front. That's just what's like crazy impressive. Yeah, look, yeah, Lewis, 2008, first, Kovalainen, seventh. These top drivers, they, they can still make the difference, man. They can still make the difference. Um, cool, right, P2, so yeah, 52% of you from Perez, 21% Alonso, 27% of you other. We'll see. We're about um, we're about a third of the way into the season now, aren't we? So significant chunk done, but plenty more to come. Right, cool. Okay, that's the driver standings done. Constructor standings, very little of interest here, apart from now the most interesting thing about constructors here now. So Mercedes have jumped Aston Martin now. That's a eighteen point gap between Mercedes and Aston Martin. Now. After Canada, so we've got no race next weekend, then it's Canada, then it's another week off, then it's Austria, I think, isn't it? I can't remember. Um, but basically, after Canada, Canada is the last race before the end. Canada's the last race before June 30th, which is the cutoff for ATR this year. So basically, if Mercedes finish ahead of Aston Martin, in the constructor standings after Canada, they will get 75% uh, of ATR allocation for the remaining half of this year. Aston Martin will get 5% more than that. They'll get 80%. Fine margins, is that going to make a huge difference? No. In a sport of incredibly fine margins at the front, could it make a difference? Yes. It's still 5%. It's still work it's still you know potential to unlock a little bit of performance so you know we'll see we'll see and obviously yeah canada's canada's gonna be it's gonna be fun watching canada from the sidelines given given um me and hannah were there last year but yeah otherwise no real moves in the constructors standings alpine extend their gap to mclaren um scuderia ferrari tricky Tricky, 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 in it? Right, okay, cool. Uh, predictions, not predictions. Um, Worlders and Stinkers. For the last time, I will change it to Bangers and Clangers. You voted Bangers and Clangers last time. It will change. I've just had a busy weekend and I haven't got around to updating all the graphics and I want to do it when I can update all the graphics. So I'm sorry. It's like, it's like a glory lap of Worlders and Stinkers, okay? So... Let's have a look, shall we? Starting with mine. Again, I like to do mine before I look at yours. I put the poll out this morning to get yours. We've got like 1,200 votes. So thank you for voting the poll if you did. And I'd like to do mine beforehand so I'm not influenced by yours. Even if sometimes I look at yours and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Oh, I didn't think of that person. But for me, and we have actually gone quite different. We have actually three of the four options for mine are different to yours. For me, I have gone, don't change it, Clangers is dead. You can't please everyone, Lolly. You can't please everyone, unfortunately. Like, none of these polls are 100% one way or the other, so. <laughs> Tomo Clanger weekend. For me, Max Verstappen, worldy drive, as much as there were some very good drives throughout the field, it was faultless. And when Max has a faultless weekend, 
didn't he lead every session? Was it was it um, practice one, two, three, qualifying and the race? He won all of them. It has to be Max. The Grand Slam, there you go. And fastest lap as well. All of it. What is Clang? Oh yeah, some of you probably don't know what Clanger means. What, what, I wonder what's more like a globally known as a term. Clanger or stinker. You know? Because they're both like, you know, negative, but not too like harsh. You know what I mean? Oh, he's had a clanger. Oh, he's had a stinker. You know? It's, it's a little bit, it's soft around the edges, you know? He didn't lead Q1 and Q2. I mean, there's that, I suppose, isn't there? Um, cheers, Billy, for the two quid, by the way. I appreciate it. Red Bull one away from matching Merck's 2019 streak. Really? There you go. Didn't know that, Bill. Did not know that. Very impressive, got to say. It is very impressive. Um, can we start a new category called Max and then pick from the rest? Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think if it, for me, it was between Max and. If I wasn't going to pick Max, I suppose, yeah, I should probably do this. You know? The non-Max worldy drive, because it's usually going to be Max, because he's just that good, which says a lot, doesn't it? Um, I would have said probably Joe, just given, like, got into Q2, out-qualified Bottas, moved forward. Yes, Bottas did have damage. That was confirmed after. He did have flawed damage. But the way he was able to move up, obviously, challenge Yuki. We'll talk about the... Even without the Yuki um, penalty... He would have still finished P10 and still got a point. Just like super impressive. So the fact that he was in that fight anyway. Uh, yeah, I would have probably gone Joe, to be honest. Um, Stinker. I went Magnuson Stinker, which I didn't see very many of you mention um, in your one. Magnuson's not in, not even in your top four Stinkers. Massively outqualified by Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg's Q3. Magnuson goes out in Q1, six tenths between them. Their, their quality delta is like has been significant. Yes, Hulk moved back. It was a slow car, but that doesn't exonerate Kevin Magnussen's stinker for me. Worldly team Mercedes again, good progress. Like they were really happy. The fact that George, see him and Lewis coming together in qualifying was a bit um a bit saucy, but at the end of the day, came through really good pace. Um, past you know both Aston Martins ahead of him, past Science ahead of him past both the Alpines ahead of him um, great job from George of course um, but also great job from Mercedes giving him the car that Lewis could just you know pretty comfortably get P2 in the end um, as well great drive from him at all and stinker team Ferrari I, I gotta say like my god that team man that team feels in, more in shambles than ever and it's not even strategy this is the thing right most of the time We've been on Ferrari's case. Of course, yeah, yeah, engine's blowing up. True, that's not strategy. Surely, it's not. that's not part of the plan, right? But, my goodness, to move backwards so much in the race. Yeah, they might be close in qualifying, David. But that's pointless if you can't convert in a race. Again, especially around a track that, that you can overtake at now, seemingly, Catalina. Even with this bit more dirty air that's coming from these cars, the change that they've made... It seems that you can overtake now. So a good qualifying isn't as... It's not a slam dunk at, at Catalonia. Like maybe... Well, it's never been a slam dunk at Catalonia. But yeah, it's been tricky in the past to, to get moves done. So yeah, you can't rely on that. And yeah, moving back through the field. I don't think Carlos could have done too much more to be fair to him. I just think that car was stinky. And again, Leclerc, you know, 
that Alpine, that gap to the Alpine isn't big enough for him to just waltz on by, you know. So yeah, big issues for Ferrari. You know, we don't trust them on strategy anyway. Their cars break down. We've already had one this year with Leclerc. And now they just don't even understand the car. Leclerc was just not happy at all. Understandably, of course. Man, this is the team he banked his um, world championship hopes on. It's obviously different stages of career, right? But it's almost like when Vettel went to Ferrari with all this hope and dream of, you know, that being the team to give him the championship. You know, I know some people say, you know, with without Vettel, you know, having his little... Um, stinky moment in in Hockenheim that he could have won that championship. I still think probably would have gone to Lewis. To be honest, I still think that there wasn't quite the performance in that Ferrari. But also, we'll never know. But at the end of the day, like Vettel went there to to live the dream, and and it ended up being a little bit of a nightmare. And unfortunately, it started well for Charles when they had the illegal engine. Sorry, not illegal. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but. Man, it's not looking good. And, you know, like, we've, we've, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Like, if Charles has ambitions to win titles, surely, like, if he could go to Mercedes, if that move could be a thing, which it might not, because Lewis is literally discussing his contract with Toto. Like, is it today that they said? Like, I think Lewis said he's going to be talking with Toto very soon, anyway, um, about renewing. Yeah, I think it was today. So... You know, if that door closes for Charles, then it's, it's it's tough for him to see it to see. Uh, like, where's the hope? You know, to any of you, any of you, um, Tafosi out there, like, where's the hope, man? I don't see any. I don't see any. Like, it feels like last year. As much as I still think, yeah, without the without the strategy blunders and all that, Red Bull by the end of the season they had car advantage for sure that they didn't have at the start of the year but I still feel like that was the opportunity I still think that 2022 was the opportunity for Ferrari if they if they'd have really when Red Bull were you know having cars break down and they're having their issues at the start of the season if they'd really capitalized at the start of the year you know if it and obviously, yeah, of course, if Charles didn't spin at MLI, he didn't crash in, in, in France and all this, right? But if they'd really capitalised on that early season pace, I think that was the chance. I think that was the chance, man. And it just seems that more now that Aston Martin have caught up, now that Mercedes are back at the races. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, man. I've got a lot of love for Charles and it's, it's, I, f I feel for him. I feel for him. But it's a it's a team sport at the end of the day. And... and only only one driver can win the drivers' championship. Only one team can win the constructors. And when you've got twenty drivers and ten teams, it's there's a lot of uh, most most are going to end up disappointed. You know, most are going to end up disappointed. Right. So they're mine. They're my world is in stinkers for the very fi final time. Final time. Yours are as follows. Boom. Well done. A respect. Twenty six percent of you, Joe Guan Yu, worldy drive. I appreciate that as a fan of Joe. And you know what? Like, we'll get onto it. Actually, no, you know what? No, no, yeah, we'll get into it a bit. Um, yeah, Joe's had a. He's had his moments this year. I think, I think again, I think he's been very close to Valtteri. Um, I think Valtteri's had the advantage over him in the last kind of maybe two, three races. 
Um, but I think this was an important result for him. He said he felt like this was, you know, his best drive in F1 so far. And hard to disagree. He had a great start, made up a lot of places and was on for a P10 with the Yuki um, penalty, P9. So regardless of the penalty, I think that, you know, they both deserve points. Come on, let's be honest. Like, I think I think you can definitely say it was somewhat harsh the penalty, but again we'll we'll dive deeper on um, on that when we get to to Yuki talk time, um, and then twenty three percent Hamilton, twenty two percent Russell. They both had the exact same number of votes, so I put Hamilton above Russell because he finished further ahead. Nineteen percent for Stappen. Um, thank you, Moad, for the ten quid, mate. Much appreciated. Hamilton is grinding that gap to Russell in the standings. As each race week goes by, Hamilton has another gear to kick into when he's happy with the car underneath him. Yeah, look, I, I think that over the course of this year and a third, season and a third we've had, George has been the more comfortable driver in that Mercedes. Overall, when you, when you consider maximum comfort, comfortableness, comfortability, George has been the more comfortable driver in that car. It feels like now... Lewis is starting to, as the, as the development moves in a direction, he felt, felt, again, he said it, this is the most comfortable he's felt in the car, this entire, you know, th this entire new generation. I, I think there's a degree of truth, look, you hark back to what um, Daniel Ricciardo was, was saying, one of his, one of the issues he was having at McLaren is because, you know, the reason he used that ignorance is bliss line, which I think was a, very honest and blunt way of putting it like you know Lando's fresher he's younger he's he's you know been at that team the whole time as well um been at McLaren so as much as you know he understands how to drive that McLaren because Lando's not driven anything else that's all he's driven that McLaren obviously multiple generations but still a McLaren um whereas Daniel's lots of experience at you know what first when he was at HRT and then Toro Rosso and then Red Bull and then Renault and it had all gone really well and jumps into this McLaren he's got all this leaning on all this experience all this 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 way that's that's dialed in and all of a sudden it's not working so well I think with Lewis you know it's it's taken him a bit longer to get comfortable with this car and also experimental setups potentially is a, a factor in that especially last year but yeah I just think that now he's kind of getting to grips with it the car seems to be improving, moving in a good direction. So it will be interesting to see when both drivers are equally as comfortable because Russell still recovered to finish third and like five seconds behind Lewis. So this was as much as qualifying was weak from Russell, like in terms of the race, like they felt to me pretty, pr pretty on par, right? But yeah, two tenths over a 90 second lap. It's just crazy. It really is, isn't it? It really is when you think about it. But anyway, um, appreciate it, Mahad. Thank you very much, mate. Verstappen said 19% uh, of the vote. Again, maybe I should change, you know, and add a Verstappen, excluding Verstappen category. Because <laughs> he's just that good. He's just that good. And yeah, maybe Lewis was cruising the final stint. That's the thing as well. Like, it's very hard to, you know, if you're Max Verstappen and you're, you know, 20 seconds ahead, and you've got more in the tank, save the engine. Save the engine, save the tires. Like, plan for if there's going to be a safety car. 
So don't get a time penalty, which we almost did. And just just bring it home, you know? The, the more engine you can save, the less chance of reliability issues and all that. So it is hard sometimes to... We only have, as fans... I, I think that's what makes F1 really difficult sometimes to, like, follow and, and speak on with author- in any degree of authority. Because we all do it. We all, like... You will see something and we think, oh, like we, we know what we're talking about. But like we have the information we get is is pretty restricted. Like if you watch most sports, you see the effort they're putting in and you're like, cool. Like that's the effort they're putting in. That's the outcome. Lovely. When you see a 20 second gap between P1 and 2, how do we know if Max is pushing 100 percent? Again, Baku, when Max and Checo were both pushing 100%. Checo had to push 100% to keep Max behind, clearly, because they were both going right close to the walls. All we can do is try our best. End of the day. Did I miss your shoot, um, super chat, Bjork? I'm, I apologise, mate. I'll, I'll make sure. Don't you worry. I'll make sure I don't miss any. Um, Stinker Dryer, 33%. Charles Leclerc. I get it. I get it. I mean, again, I, I, I think that Ferrari is just... When that car's just having such a shambolic weekend, it's it's hard for me to be too critical of the drivers themselves. Like again, I think I think science did a good job, all things considered. But but yeah, that's fair. I mean, twenty percent Norris, oh, it's difficult. That's such a like, oh man, it's such a difficult like. Lewis slows down because Carlos kind of gets out of it, and then the, this like the accordion effects, and Norris is just the unfortunate. It feels like this This sums up McLaren, man. This is like McLaren at Saudi when you had that bit of damage from, was it Oscar that flew off and hit Nor- Norris or, or vice versa or whatever. Like, man, they have some shocking luck, man. They've had some shocking luck this year. There's no, I don't think there's much more Lando could have done like in, in that position. And he's at the back end of McLaren, which again, he was saying it beforehand, you know, he kind of quali- did put an exceptional lap in qualifying. And I think put it in a place where you know it was always going to be a massive ask for him to keep it, keep it in the in the top five, maybe even top ten. But Norris did not defend from Hamilton at all at the start. I mean, I, I didn't see too much wrong with. I mean, that's the thing; it's so easy to trip over people. I think when it goes wrong, it's easy to be like, "Oh, could have done this, could have done that." But he didn't have the greatest start. You're right, but yeah. It's all right. Okay. Bottas, 14%. I mean, again, we do know now that he did have floor damage. To what extent that curtailed his performance? I mean, he was running... I read something. I think he was running about seven, eight tenths a lap slower than Joe. And there's no way that's not damage-related. Um, slow stop as well, did he? To be fair, I, I didn't clock that. But if... if uh, Vary had a slow stop, then that's not good either. I'm very surprised Sergeant's not in your top four, to be honest. Um, Sergeant, poor man, he was like obviously not not great in qualifying by any stretch, bottom of the pile, the only person behind Shaw. And then in the race, just nowhere, had a really slow final stint as well. Um, not a good race from from Sergeant. I don't know why DeVries has got 11% of the vote, to be honest. It's probably force a habit because it's been happening a lot, okay? It's been happening. But 17.8 second stop. My God, I didn't know. Jesus. Shocker. Absolutely shock. Absolute shocker. 
Well, Alonso had floor damage in qualifying. He didn't in the race, as far as I'm aware, unless unless that is the thing. I don't think I I didn't hear him mention that in the post race um, chats either. So Hulk stinker. I mean, again, I think Magnussen the bigger stinker because Hulk put that Haas in Q3, but the Haas was the Haas just has no race pace, man. I mean, to be fair, is it a coincidence that Ferrari had a stink around here and Haas did? Because I feel like more often than not, when Ferrari overachieve and do well, so do Haas and vice versa. When they both have shockers, they both have shockers. Um, right, cool. There's a few super chats I think I might have missed here, actually. Um, let me make sure we're all good. So, dumb bills, dumb wheels. Thank you, her, for the 50 kroner. That's quite enough. Much appreciated. The British word that confuses me as a Swede. There you go. The most is corker. <laughs> yes, corker. As it sounds extremely negative, but is apparently positive. Yes, corker is positive. Yeah, corker's an equivalent to banger, worldy, corker. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of in the same tone. I don't really know where corker comes from. Do you, do you know it's rhyming slang, maybe. I'm not sure. I actually don't know. But yeah, corker is positive. He's had a corker. So learn something new every day, right? Popping a cork. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's that. Popping a cork, like, celebrate, pop the cork, corker. I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps. I never, never, never thought about it. Add a blinder. There you go, giddy, blinder. Blinder. Yeah, that no, that does make sense. That, that There's logic there. There's logic to that one. I like it. But yeah, Worldy and Stinkers, Worldy team, 94% of the vote went to Mercedes, 4% Red Bull, and the rest didn't even score enough to justify putting them on there. So yeah, well done, Mercedes. Good progress. Now make the car competitive with Red Bull quickly because that would be interesting. Shame they sh never showed how Sonoda gained like five positions in that one. Yeah, Sonoda, Sonoda, Sonoda made gains. Joe made gains as well, early doors, so... Um, I mean, look, again, worldy team, I mean, Red Bull, ultimately, Red Bull designed the car that Max drove to a dominant win. So, I guess that's kind of why. Stinker team, Ferrari didn't win. 28% of the vote Ferrari, but 30% of the vote went to McLaren. Um, I mean, I can't justify Ferrari having less of a stinker than McLaren. As much as science finished in the points... Relative to where that Ferrari should be, typically is. New upgrade as well. Um, I mean, you look at how the Mercedes new upgrade's been bolted on the car at this track. Yes, obviously, they had it for Monaco as well, which obviously gives them a bit of data to work on. Um, but the first race around a proper track, a totally different track to Monaco as well. Like Catalonia and Monaco are polar opposites in terms of what you're expecting, what you're asking of the car. And you come to this and it's just the Ferrari's just nowhere and, and just no understanding seemingly. Whereas Mercedes seem to be really happy and kind of got exactly what they expected. So oh, there's someone at the door. I should probably get that. We got a um another this is not sponsored, but they have sponsored. Hello Fresh, big up. Hello Fresh. Check out the uh my discount code for HelloFresh on the video that I did me little ad read. Boom. Show Minton. I'll show Minton at the end. Don't you, don't you worry. 
<sighs> right, cool, lovely. What was I saying? Um, I've lost my my way. Oh, we're talking about stinker teams. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how people have gone for McLaren over Ferrari personally, but each their own. Each to their own. Um, this is all a big ad. You've been you've been tricked. This is all one big ad. Can't believe you do this. Um, <laughs> uh, right, so yeah, Ferrari, and then Haas 17%, Williams 17% as well, both pretty stinky, yeah, Williams. Williams felt more off the pace, I would say, this race than maybe any other. I'm trying to think. Well, they probably had worse races, but they were really bad. They were really poor. Um, yeah, cool. I think we. I think. I think. I think we've covered everything in terms of the world is in stinkers. Now we'll go through team by team and talk specifically about drivers. Thank you again, Mad, for the uh, tenor. Much appreciated, mate. Do you think that Red Bull car is understandably a bit too tailored to Max's driving style? Being so front end, rear loose, could explain why every single teammate he's had has struggled. Um, I don't think is is it too tailored to Max's style? No. I mean, look. Ultimately, if you want to win the constructors and the driver's title, look, I mean, look at the gap between the two of them. Yeah, look at how clear they are on the constructors. At the end of the day, like, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Would it be a problem if it, it could be a problem in the future? Maybe. But it's unlikely to be a problem. And it's certainly not a problem now, I guess. That's what I mean. Because, like, Right now, they're in a position where, you know, even though one driver is significantly clearer of the other, the other driver is still P2. So, and again, that's why I referenced, you know, 2013. Ve like, Weber didn't even finish second. But Red Bull still won the Constructors. They still won the Drivers' Championship. So, I don't, I don't think Red Bull, I think Red Bull are probably quite happy the way it is. At least they're not tripping over each other, crashing into each other. That would be a lot worse. That would be the problem. So, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's all good. I think it's all good at Red Bull. I think they can be very happy. They can be very satisfied with where things stand right now. Okay, cool. Right, uh, let me just check, make sure I didn't miss anything. And then, oh, yes, from um, Lord Uzik. Appreciate it, Uzik. Thank you very much. Um, honestly, don't understand the design from Ferrari. Like, surely you can qualify... One to every race, but it doesn't matter when you get eaten live in this race. Yeah, I mean, again, it's. It, I guess it's it's probably an operating window thing, isn't it? It's probably it's probably operating window that is. You know, Red Bull seem to have a really big operating window. It doesn't matter if it's hot, cold, yes, no, in, out, up, down, as Katy Perry famously once said. They are quick. And like the, the McLaren, you know, that seems to be very, you know, sensitive to conditions. Williams is very sensitive to wind. Ferrari is very sensitive to, you know, Mercury being in retrograde. Like, it just seems that whatever the conditions, the Red Bull can operate within its window. The Ferrari, and maybe that's, you know, with the new, these new side pods and changes and all that, like, it, it's going to take more time for them to understand how to get this in a window more consistently. But I think, shouldn't like, um, 
I feel like we should get some kind of like window company to sponsor an F1 because we always talk about operating windows. Maybe uh, uh, yeah, I guess Windows like Microsoft, isn't it? That they they should do like an integration because Microsoft sponsor Alpine, don't they? So they should do an operating window thing. That's actually a sick idea. <laughs> that is actually a sick idea. Uh, uh, you can take that. You can have that one for free. Um, Alpine, if you're watching. Operating Windows updating. Yeah, exactly. Real funny, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Terrible. Awful. Right, okay, cool. Let's, um, let's, your hat is the new Williams logo. Maybe. Williams. <laughs> Did we all see the picture of the Williams floor that looks really underdeveloped? And uh, maybe, okay, maybe the image was a little bit deceiving, but I mean, it, it doesn't look very developed, does it? It's not, it's, it doesn't look good. Doesn't look, doesn't look great. Doesn't look fantastic. Um, Oh yeah, fancy. I, f I completely forgot to talk about fancy. Oh, there's not much more to say about Williams, is there? I think Alex just did another like. He said he's like didn't really do anything wrong in qualifying. Kept it clean in the. Oh, he did go off in qualifying, didn't he? A few people did, but yeah, it was like that. That's kind of where the car is. So Williams feel like they're falling a bit behind again. Which is which is which is sad. Um, right now, let's go back to fantasy league. So F1 fantasy details on screen, league code, all of that. Tomo F1 to see league, and I did okay. I did okay. I'm quite fairly satisfied. Two eighty seven. I scored. What did you lot score? What did you score in fantasy this weekend? So obviously Yuki would have got me more points if he hadn't got that bloody penalty. Um, George did a great job. Max won the race. Fernando was okay. Like, not great by the standards he's set anyway. But Aston and Red Bull both got me all right points. Obviously, Mercedes would have got you a lot of points. Um, Oscar didn't do very well. You know, is what it is. You got you didn't get 786, Liam. What are you talking about? Matthias, you got 297. Nice. 10 points more than me. Um, 246, thanks to Perez and Gasly. 286 for you, Halita. Blimey. One point in it. Um, yeah, not not the best, not the worst. It was okay. I still haven't used any of my boosts or any of my my, my things. So yeah, Oscar three points, Yuki eleven, George thirty one, Max ninety two, Fernando fourteen, Aston forty, Red Bull ninety six. I keep forgetting to make a team. Yeah, yeah, I, I've done that a few times. Don't worry. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. Perez might be a good shout because he struggles in quality and makes a lot of good overtakes in race. True. Yeah. How many points did Jacko get? Does anyone know? What what he got um, at Spain? I'd be interested to know. But yeah. Anyway, right. Alpha Tauri. Um, okay. Let's talk about Yuki Tsunoda's penalty then and let's get a poll going. So, right. I want to ask you, what is your take on the Yuki Tsunoda penalty? So, Deserved racing incident. No, it's not racing incident. Deserved, not deserved. Just do deserved, not deserved. Is it obviously not like? Yeah, yeah. I'll just do deserved, not deserved. Um. Oh, actually, no. I'll do deserved penalty. Not deserved. Um. 
Because Yuki was implying that Joe was like playing games. So I'm going to give that an option as well. Do you, reckon, do you reckon Joe played the game? So basically, if you didn't see, turn one, Joe is attempting to make the overtake around the outside. And he is ahead, kind of in the breaking zone. Yuki kind of carries the speed because he's on the inside. And then Joe, you know, as far as Yuki's concerned, he leaves space, enough space. There's no big curb there, so you can like, not a full car's width though. He doesn't really leave a full car's width, I'd say. Yuki thinks that Joe gets out of it early to kind of make a bigger deal with it to try and get Yuki a penalty. That's kind of how he felt in that moment immediately after anyway. Um, sorry, I thought it was... Oh my God. Oh man. Oh, I was really looking forward to that sneeze and it's just gone. Oh. Blimey. Um, yeah. And, and then Yuki went, because obviously on that, that turn one kind of two chicane, the runoff is a lot less punishing than it used to be. Um, it used to have to like slow right down and go like random bollard, but you can carry a lot more speed through there. So, you know, Joe, it wasn't like Joe wasn't still positioned to re go for an overtake, but the whole penalty is that he pushed Joe off and five second penalty for, for pushing Joe, for pushing Joe off, not leaving him racing room. So 20% of you think it's deserved. 68% of you think it's not deserved. And 12% think it's actually Joe being naughty, naughty, playing games. Um, look, it's one of them. It's very tight. It's it's very tight. I think that... And it all it always... You know, if there's gravel on the outside... And we talk about this, don't we? Like, it's like it shouldn't matter what the... I remember, what was it? Austria 2021? 20, or two? 20, it was 20 or 2021. I remember like when what, when Norris pushed Perez off and then Perez pushed someone off and it was all that. And we were saying about how like, oh, if there was runoff versus if there's gravel, should the outcome determine? And obviously when... It's easy to look at it and basically be like, well, Joe was able to carry on. He was still right behind Yuki after. So it's harsh because he could have another go. Obviously, if there's gravel there, Joe also acts differently because Joe won't like drive over it he will slow down to try and stop because he can't go he won't want to go on the gravel um this was a whole debate wasn't it obviously Abu Dhabi 21 when Lewis kind of cut that corner on the first lap you know if there's gravel there and you could argue I think Max made a, f a fair move there to be honest and he shouldn't he, he should have um given the position but so I guess it's like it's one of them that I would like to have seen it because Yuki didn't know till after the race. Like what I would have preferred is that because what lap did that happen on? Actually, actually, you know what? I'll I, I can check. So twenty twenty three Spanish Grand Prix highlights. Because what you always prefer them to do it in race, right? Here we go. So it was on lap fifty six of sixty six. Oh, I'm just watching it back now. I mean, Joe is ahead at like, he's ahead before, he's, he's ahead at the breaking zone. Well, they're like level. Joe carries more speed because he's on the outside. 
and then he kind of yeah he jumps out of it there is space when he jumps right let, let me let me try and do a little bit of screen share here sorry sorry to audio only listeners you're not really going to be able to get the get the vibe of this but i'm going to try and do like a little freeze frame so i don't get um destroyed by um fom because they are liable to do that sometimes um right let's get uh let's get screen share up let's get window capture to capture this and then we'll make it big on screen fom be kind be be kind to me be kind okay let's see if this works okay so so here we go so we've got joe DRS open alongside each other. Right. You can just see, obviously, you see the plume coming from Yuki's tyres. So you've hit the. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh, watching be banned live. Brakes, boom. Bit of dust. So, so that they look like they look pretty. Bang on level here, didn't they? For a little bit more. Still still pretty level. But you can see like Yuki's kind of Yuki definitely did try to give him some space. I think that's that's very fair. Um <laughs> and then here Joe looks ahead to me. If you look at the kind of shadows. And the bottom of the wings. And I mean you Joe's definitely ahead there. Like again, you can see from the shadows that, that Joe's clearly ahead. And there they're pretty much level. This is pretty much where Joe bails out of it. Oh no, that's like here, isn't it? So so here, Joe's literally just about to bail out of it. Yuki understeer, maybe? Maybe. Does Joe deserve a nearest Asri award? Maybe, will I? Maybe. And then still side by side. And then that's when Joe's like, no. So obviously, Joe could have carried on around and would still have had like two wheels on track. Not, not necessarily full cars with. But Yuki felt like Joe bailed out of it early and made like almost a choice to bail out of the move. That he could have stayed there. It it was kind of, it was a bit early. So again, that's them going round. I feel like if I keep pausing, maybe FIM won't ban me. We'll see. Um, and boom, round side by side. You can't really see much from there. And then basically that is there. So the the bails out. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's one. Of, I don't have a really strong feeling on it. Like, I do think what I would have preferred to have seen. That's ten laps from the end. What I would prefer to have seen than what actually was given, which is a five-second penalty, is swap positions. Because Joe, Joe did back out pretty early. 
pretty early. So I don't know. We'll see. Also, it's. I would have. I would have preferred to if they're going to do that. Don't give him a five second penalty. Just tell him to swap positions. Um. I, I could. I could have lived with that. I. I think five seconds is very harsh because obviously that drops him out the points entirely. It would have been another P ten if they had have just swapped the positions around. So, and I'm surprised because I expected afterwards when we were filming the podcast last lap after. After the race, I was kind of looking on Twitter, just expecting like Alpha Tari to have kind of contested it or something. But I didn't. I, I don't. Did they? I didn't see that Alpha Tari contested it. I saw a quote from Yuki as well, and I think he was like saying he thought the team might have contested, it, but they didn't. So, is there? A, let me see if I can find a, a Joe on board. Actually, a few of you, a few of you are saying. Um, yeah, but again, if if he wasn't, it's not just the fact that he attempted the overtake. It's the fact that he was significantly alongside, if not ahead, for most of the corner, and maybe not give. Uh, it's, it's tight. It's tight. It's, it's tight margins. But I'm I'm saying I'd rather of them swap positions than give Yuki a penalty. But Spain twenty twenty three. I'll see if I can find. Joe on board. Can't seem to. It's not like a clear one. Let's see if this. Hang on. Is anyone going to show it, or is it just the? Oh yeah, okay. There is there is Joe on board on this. Okay. I found one with Joe on board, so we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a look at Joe's on board. So, sorry again, audio only people. Um, you're just gonna have to go with the flow with this. <laughs> oh yeah, Ocon's one was a bit. Um, no, you want it as well. Right, let's get the screenshot up again. Um, why is this? Why is this doing this? Why is full screen still showing borders? That's so weird. Um, right, okay. So this Joe's on boards. We're good. All good. Yeah, we're good. Right, cool. Um, so this is the breaking zone. Kind of yeah, Joe seems is like ahead, but then Yuki seems to kind of break a little bit less, or I don't know, because then yeah, I mean they're bang alongside here at that line. Joe was dramatic, played forward a little bit. Joe's eking out a bit ahead now, and like you can't see Yuki here. By a bit, still can't see Yuki in, in, in Joe's on board. Hang on, if I move this over to the this is like the far right extremity, the him, and then so then you can see Yuki's little flex box front wing end plate appearing. Mm. Let me just play it back through. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, it is it is tight. It is very tight. It's very it's very tough. I know uh, you, you you lot are split. Whenever we're split, it's usually a bit of a on the nose one. Again, I think I think I'm probably saying you um you swap the positions. 
to be honest. I think five seconds is too harsh. But I do also think that Yuki maybe should have given him a bit more space. I, I think I think I think that's where I where I sit. That's what the stewards are here for, yeah, I suppose. I suppose yeah, it, it felt did it feel like Joe bailed out Because it did look like Yuki was about to have contact. I don't know, the trajectory is it seemed that Yuki was, you know, he was really feeding him in that direction, so each to their own. Who knows? Right, okay, cool. Uh, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo. We've talked a lot about Joe going you Again, Bottas did seem to have floor damage. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that, obviously, you know, Joe had a really good start and the pace was, was decent. He was happy, um, which is a good sign. At least one of your drivers is having a good day. Um, I'm sure Valtteri said that there was an, he felt there was an issue with the car because basically straight after the race in his post-race interview he was like I feel like there's something wrong with the car there's like a, something missing or something's broken in the car like not necessarily during the race but then I think Alfred Romeo seemed to think that he caught some damage during the race and just like it was so subtle that you wouldn't even even know it so I'm not sure at the end of the day whatever it was there's no way Valtteri is like that far off the pace um there was clearly something at fault. So, yeah, not ideal for Valtteri. He did help Joe a bit out as well, didn't he? Well, he was going to hold up, I think, Albon, but then Albon came to the pits and maybe Hulk as well. Um, but, yeah, either way, not a great weekend for Valtteri, but they can t they'll take that. They'll, they'll take them two points with Joe, definitely. They'll take them two points. Um, Haas, kind of already said, um, quality merchants with Hulkenberg anyway. Um, not very good in the race. Not much more to say about Haas, really. Already, already well covered. Then McLaren. Yeah, again, it's just uh, so inconsistent, isn't it? And it's and it is unlucky, I think, as well. Like I, I think Lando's thing was was bad luck more than anything. You know, it because obviously Lewis had to get out of it to not let science not hit science. So it's the accordion effect, you know. So yeah, not ideal and. Piastri wasn't able to maybe make the progress I was hoping he would be able to. But then also the fact that Lando was just stuck at the back of the whole race as well. Probably tells you that it became a bit of a testing session, especially for Lando. So, yeah. I would say unlucky, Waldo. I would say unlucky. I, I think, you know, on that first lap, you're so close. And if, again, if you're expecting the car in front of you, to carry a certain amount of momentum. It's kind of like when um, Perez ran into the back of Hulkenberg at Monaco. Or was it Magnussen? It was one of the Hasses. And Perez was like, I think it was Magnussen, because he was like, Magnussen brake tested me. But it was because Magnussen had an issue. Checo was expecting the Hass to pull out at a certain rate. It didn't. And then he went into the back. So, Norris had like five pits or something was going on. I mean, yeah, they're probably just testing sessions, surely. Like track mileage is still important. That's why you don't just, you know, you think like if that running isn't, if there's not value in McLaren running Norris around at the back of the field, if there's no value to that, then you just retire the car and save the engine. So they must have been getting some value from it. So I just think, yeah, I think that was proper unlucky. But I, I, I mean, I feel like Lando's probably going to be finishing. What, if we look at the race results, I mean... I doubt he's holding off Alonso. 
Ocon's pace in the race wasn't crazy good, so he's maybe getting a P8. Maybe getting a P8, I reckon, Alonso. Um, Norris, sorry, I reckon P8 in the end, but who knows? Who knows? We'll never know. We will never know. Uh, Alpine, again, Gasly, very good in qualifying, but those two blocks, very silly. Schoolboy, not good enough from him and slash all the team. Um, you can't be doing that, man. They, they robbed themselves of a great opportunity to, again, if you look at the race result, you know, if Gasly start in P4, you know, you'd expect Perez to get ahead of him. I mean, that science Ferrari pace was not good. Like, maybe you could have stayed ahead of science. I think I think you're looking you're looking around a P five six potentially for Gasly if he keeps it clean at the start with his qualifying performance, but yeah, not good, not good. Better to lose one two positions the first few laps and sent all the way back. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. I, I think again, it's such fine margins, such fine margins, and I just think oh, I do think like that was unlucky. Um, it started behind science, though. I don't think Gasly passes science on track. Yeah, no, true, Thomas, true. I, it's how how bad was that Ferrari pace relative to the Alpine? I guess that's the it's difficult difficult to to kind of fully comprehend. Um, yeah, Ocon, man, like you know, like from the last video, right? You know, I got a lot of, I think Ocon's really good, but there's something about teammates. But there's obviously <laughs> that was really on the. On the nose, that move to defend Alonso, super late. And that's, he's done that against Alonso so many times as well. Like, he doesn't help himself at times, Esteban. Alonso might have said it was fine, but was it? Just because Alonso said it was? I think that was very late. I think that was very late from Esteban, considering how much angle uh, Fernando had to crank on. Yeah, Saudi 22 vibes. Exactly, Noodle. Exactly. Um, yeah. N not great. Not great from Esteban. You know, I believe in you, son, but you're not going to make many more besties with that, that kind of uh, that kind of behaviour. Hungry 22 as well. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. But ultimately, they've opened their gap to McLaren. P5 looks well consolidated now for Alpine. So... That's, I think, the best that they can hope for at this stage. Ferrari, terrible. Don't want to talk about them anymore. Mercedes, new side pods. Got a bit of understanding in Monaco. New floor as well. Um, but they seem to have struck onto something pretty good here. Um, Canada, in terms of the challenge of Canada, it's a degree of similarity. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of sits in the middle, doesn't it, between Monaco and 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 Catalonia? It's not got those really high speed corners, but it's got a good amount of flow to it as well. Um, I've got nothing more to say about Ferrari, <laughs> Mercedes. Yeah, it's good, but it's not competitive with Red Bull, and ultimately that they're not going to be satisfied until until they are. So it's a step in the right direction for sure. Um, you know, this is the difference, right? Mercedes bring upgrades. And as much as they've, you know, faffed about a lot and, you know, finally they've ditched the zero pods and all that, you know, they've brought an upgrade, a big upgrade, significant upgrade. And within, you know, two races, they seem to 
really understand it and be happy with that this is a good foundation base to work on. Ferrari just seem all at all at sea, you know. All at sea, not good. Russell Sweatlord, yes, that was um, when we we're doing the live stream. I, I literally, my my immediate reaction was, um, do you reckon? I reckon he's just like weeping in the car with like joy because it's going so well. And you know, George has got big eyelashes, so maybe the eyelashes like flicking the the tears into the visor. I was close, turns out. It was his sweat from a bit of hair that was dangling out of his balaclava that flicked onto the inside of his visor. So he thought it was raining. And uh, it wasn't. So, But cheers, George. You gave us a bit of excitement for that, for that little brief moment. Because obviously, you know, it would, have been, it would have been fun for a bit of rain. Um, we've had, obviously, you know, rain's called off a race. But also, you know, Monaco, it made it exciting. And very rarely do you get rain. In, uh, at this circuit so we'll see we'll see but um, but yeah but no no tears from George just just sweat understandably but yeah look Mercedes are in a really good place you know until this is fine both drivers working together both at a very similar level this is great once Mercedes catch up that's when it gets interesting that's when it gets exciting man because George and Lewis, they can help each other in out, out now because if they're not winning, they're not interested, you know. Ultimately, I think George has already got that, you know. He's, he's got his race win now. He got it last year. You know, he's at a Mercedes. Lewis has won seven. Now, if they're not winning championships and only one of them can win a driver's championship, if the Mercedes, you know what I mean, between two of them, whatever. So, yeah, hopefully Mercedes catch up because I really want to see Lewis and George scrapping at the front because I think that's going to be a fascinating dynamic them two fight not just you know Hamilton Verstappen again or even Russell Verstappen that's been we've had a bit of spice there as well but man them that inter-team battle I want I want to see that inter-team battle I want to see that at the front 100% man that that will be ooh, levels Aston Martin not great um, Alonso had his issue and Stroll was not there to pick up the pieces, which is, this is a, a manifestation of the downside of having such a significant gap um, between your teammates is that, yeah, you can't rely on Stroll to, to be there to, you know, he's nibbling at the back of Fernando's heels to be there and pick up when Fernando has a an off week. Or obviously, yeah, it was his mistake um, that ended up kind of derailing his, his qualifying it's still not bad. You're right, Haley. It's still not bad. But considering the pace that they have shown so far, obviously, Fernando's consistent podiums as well. Um, yeah, it's not It's not great. It's not great. Um, Alonso didn't make the difference today like he has been. No, no look, I, I also think, yeah, the, the, the Aston Martin car wasn't quite there. But obviously, you know, he had the pace to not only catch Stroll, having finished... What he qualified, Stroll qualified, was it fifth or sixth? I can't even remember. Um, and Alonso qualified like ninth. He had the pace to have caught and overtaken Stroll, but he decided not to. I'm going to wave at the fans and just sit behind. He's playing the long game. He's no, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's not going to do a max in Brazil where he's two for now for two more points. No, he's just going to be like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just sit here. All goods. 
All good. Disappointed Alonso for not attacking strong. He's playing the long game. He he would be silly to do that. He would be silly to do it because he knows he knows who butters his bread. All right. He knows who butters his bread. Surprise, Tomo trashing Stroll. What do you mean? I'm sorry. Like, Fernando caught him and would have passed him. Of course he would have. If it wasn't his teammate. Behave. Come on now. Um, yeah, man. Al Alonso understands the business of this game. That's the thing. He, 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 I think too often in his career, he let things get in the way and a bit of ego get in the way of playing the right business cards, right? But now I think he's switched onto it and he understands that internal dynamic at Aston Martin, how he needs to play that. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I did actually say before, I was I, I fancied Stroll for a podium here. And, and to be fair, I, I, the Aston Martin didn't have the pace for sure. The Mercedes had the pace, relative, definitely. But I did, fa I did fancy Stroll for a podium before this one. Because he, he, he's got it in him. We know he's got it in him. He's done it. But yeah, CV, exactly. Fernando Alonso, second father. Un uncle figure. His Spanish uncle. <laughs> and then Red Bull. Um, Max, nothing more to say. Unreal. Um, I actually do want to... I want to do one more poll, actually, before we before we wrap this. We've been talking for almost an hour and a half, so thank you again for, for coming. Don't forget to like the stream, please. Like the stream if you've made it this far. And thank you, Billy, for the fiver as well, man. Appreciate it. Considering Alonso raced under Briatore, I think he knows how to negotiate team politics. Well, yeah. He, he, again, seasoned. Not just turning a wheel, but, you know, all that, all that side of things behind. Um, right, yeah, poll. So, um, what did you make? Because it's always difficult. Um to judge a recovery drive when you're in a top car through the field because how much of it is just like well that's just you know that should have been expected versus oh it's actually really impressive so what did you make of Checo's recovery drive to P4 because obviously he went um, went out in Q2 uh, so what so was it was it was his drive um, very good? Was it decent? Was it was it the bare minimum, or was it not good enough? What what did you make of what did you make of it? Again, you've got Max doing what he did in that car, clear of the field, probably managing as well. Checo. You know, qualifying P11, wasn't it? Was it Russell P11? They both made up eight positions, didn't they? So it was 12 for Checo. Um, Checo should be in front of Russell 100%. Maybe. Yeah, only 2% of you said very good. 26% decent. 52% bare minimum. 20% um, not good enough. I want to see something. This is the good thing, right? Because I, I am one person and I have I have one set of eyes to watch the race, but then I can look through the live chat and I'll see all these. Oh, okay. This is why I like doing these live streams. I feel like I learn more, you know, because I, I like to think I don't claim to like know everything, right? Like I'll miss things. I'll, you know, I do my best, of course. Um, 
but it also this is this is a this is a joint exercise okay it might be my ugly mug on the screen but you're here as well chat and i appreciate you um bare minimum when you're in george p12 russell started oh yeah russell did start behind perez didn't he yeah no you're right um <laughs> christian smacking down nico in the after race interview made checo's drive all worth it I'm sorry, it was a valid question, though. It was a valid question, but I, uh, yeah, obviously it's Christian's job to protect his drivers, so I, I'll get it. I'll get it. Depends how much you rate Checo. Look, I mean, again, when you're driving clean air, you know, Max stayed ahead, that is a very different challenge to um, driving through the field. However, if that was Max starting P11... There is no way he finishes behind George Russell. There is no way he's not on the podium. He's probably P2. He's probably catching Hamilton. He's probably not winning the race if Checo is so its role reversed. Checo probably, you know, if he can stay, keep it clean first. I, I don't think he's necessarily winning, winning the race, but he's at least getting P2. Now, for Checo, I, I think the bare minimum... Honestly, yeah, I think the bare minimum is that he gets on the podium. So I, I don't think it was good enough. Considering George Steyer behind him, considering the clear race pace advantage that the Red Bull package had the potential to give, given what Max was able to do so comfortably. Sure, Max would have won. I don't necessarily think he would have won. I'd, 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 I'm, not, I'm not convinced he would have won. Um, if, if Max was, was starting P8 like maybe I don't know but like Lewis had a strong race and a clean race and I think it would have been it wouldn't have been like Lewis would have put up a bit of a fight and I just think you know Checo would have had to Max would have had to pass George and Lewis and then catch up to Checo at the front and I just I don't think that would have been that would have been what would have gone down. It was kind of like at Saudi, right? Saudi Max made his way through, but Checo had the had enough of an advantage to convert the win at the end, even though Max had to. I feel like it probably would have gone the same way as Ferrari, um, same way as Saudi. But and yeah, exactly. You you can't tire save when you're making up positions through the field. And again, if it was roll reverse, Checo would have been at the front, being able to tire save and manage somewhat. Obviously, again, not to the extent that. Max is able to because Max is the better driver, but you know I, I don't think Max would have won the race from P11. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, I'm 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 bare minimum. Yeah, maybe bare minimum. I don't know. But I I, I was slightly I was disappointed. Checo can get on the podium. I guess. Checo got passed at the George at the beginning. Don't forget that. Yeah, of course, of course. But again, I just think that given that given the package that's underneath him. Checo should be finishing ahead of Russell. Certainly. But there you go. Right. Okay, cool. I think we are done, everyone. Uh, thank you all for taking the time to to watch and listen and interact with the live chat and super chats as well. You've been very generous today. Do, do much appreciate it. No obligation, of course, but thank you. Um, it helps me continue to do what I do. And I love what I do. And it's an absolute privilege to do what I do. So thank you very much. 
Um, just checking I haven't missed any. I don't think I've missed any, so I think we're good. Uh, F2, F3, shout out Ollie Behrman. Um, big up Ollie, well done. Um, great drive. And it was... It wasn't Mini, was it? It was uh Spanish kid who won F3. Marty? Is it Marty? Can't remember. Good, Yeah, good recovery from Vesti as well through the field. Yeah, it was Marty. I thought, I thought it might have been. Um... Yeah, shout out, um, shout out Ollie Berman. I'm going to go grab Minton for you now because you lot have stayed to the end. So, re-roll intro. Let's get ready for Minton. Here we go. Imagine like walking in. I walked into the bedroom. Well, just before I walked into the bedroom, I went, Minton. I walk in and it's just his head poking out of the covers. Couldn't see the rest of him. Just his head. Hey, boy. Hey, look up. Look at the people. You go. Right, you're 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 too tired and limp to um to go on my shoulder for now. There we go. Look at your adoring fans. Look at him. Look how tired he is. <laughs> living his best, living his laziest life. Well, I was I was away this weekend for 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 a stag do, and Hannah was away. She went and saw Coldplay in Manchester. And so, Hannah's mum's looking after him. She took you about for about fourteen walks a day. So, and he he could he could easily go. He would happily not be walked. Like he very rarely enjoys the the walks, but I do take him for at least one solid walk a day. Because otherwise, you'll get unhealthily large. We've got to take care of you because you're sausage dog and they get bad backs if they get overweight so I want to take care of you mate so you can continue to be cute on camera for years to come he's almost five now well five in October so actually he's not that close but you're getting on ain't you mate hey he, he, since he's got a bit older he makes more like um I don't know if anyone else like he's like this um who has a dog right so when he was a puppy, like when he was really small, like when I'd stroke him and that, he'd usually be quite quiet. But now when I like properly stroke him, like behind the ears and give him a good scratch, like he makes all these little noises and they are very cute. Look at him. <laughs> you take after your mother. Because Hannah can fall asleep on the dropper. <laughs> What's the story behind his name? Well, See Phillips, I came home one day and my um, dog Minton had eaten all my shuttlecocks. Bad Minton. That is the story of his name. Yeah, we still need to do Frinton as well. We still need to do Frinton. Been me and Tom have been talking about it loads over over literally years, but we've we've never made it happen. Look at him, he's literally falling asleep. <laughs> oh, end it so he can sleep. He's had enough sleep. Pana, he's had enough sleep. Never enough for you, mate. Right, okay, you're going down. Oh, thanks again, everyone. Appreciate you all. And hopefully new video Thursday. That's the plan. So...
enjoy the week off of F1 and Canadian Grand Prix coming up. Cheers again. Stay safe, be well, be kind, be happy. Ciao, adios, we are done. Arrivederci.